Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, and I will try to use it wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it grow, we're having another pretty good month. I'm continually shocked by that, but grateful and humbled by it as well. So thank you all so much. I hope that you all get something out of it. I assume that you all do. Those of you all that come back time after time and hopefully our our country gets a little something out of it as well. We're going to go for forgo the walk today and have a little sit on the porch. have two puppy dogs and a kitty cat. We'll see if they stay. Here, the background music is a little more subdued. We got a little rain today, which was uh, desperately needed. It's the first, I would say, significant rain we've had in a couple months. So the garden desperately needed it, and really everything did. So thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for being able to do this podcast and talk to people. And here's some of their feedback. I sure do appreciate when y'all give me some feedback. All right, we're going to go into, I really probably have enough to do two more episodes with Churchill. Lord knows there's enough, actually. Uh, more than enough. More than I can competently cover also. Uh, but we're probably, this is probably going to be the last one, at least for this time. We'll come back and visit it, I'm sure, because... I think the parallels are, are just so shockingly strong and hopefully, I don't know if I should say hopefully y'all have seen that or not, but hopefully I've presented the material well enough that y'all can see it if you, if you think that's true. So we'll just go ahead and jump in. Uh, this is still kind of in the middle of the, the Czech issue where Hitler and the Nazis were, were going in to take over Czechoslovakia and the British and France were kind of crumbling on the sides and Churchill and very few others were trying to stand up to Hitler because they saw the war coming. Uh, just like I think if you really look around and and logically take stock of the facts, you'll see that we have a war coming here in America. You just you can't have two large groups, majority groups of people that that are diametrically opposed to fundamental issues coexist. It just, that's not logical, regardless of which side you're on personally or where you stand. It, it just, it's not going to happen. So we'll go in here. Churchill's Daily Telegraph, and again, this is from Manchester's second volume of Alone. Phenomenal series, trilogy, biography, really great one. I would recommend picking it up if you're bent that direction uh, because I've just barely scratched the surface. Churchill's Daily Telegraph column of September the 15th predicted bloodshed. The Czechs, he wrote, possessed an absolute determination to fight for life and freedom. If not daunted by all the worry and pressure to which they had been subjugated, they would inflict 300,000 or 400,000 casualties, but the world would hold them blameless. 
It was the German aggression which would be condemned. From the moment that the first shot is fired and the German troops attempt to cross the Czechoslovakian frontier, the whole scene will be transformed and a roar of fury will arise from the free peoples of the world, which will proclaim nothing less than a crusade against the aggressor. Folks, this, this is true here in the States, too. If we would just stand up to the left and force them to either acknowledge their bluff, which I don't think it is a bluff, or to actually take that step, which, which they kind of have already done recently with the BLM riots and Antifa, the world, the honest part of the world is going to look and, and recognize that, that they're, they're the ones that are to be condemned because they're the ones forcing this path. You know, America became great on the set of principles that belong to Jesus Christ. And uh, you can look, the. we'll talk about this some more later on, but you can look at the split in the Methodist church today. You know, if people hate, the Methodist Church as it is, or they want to change things, they have every right to leave. And America's the same way. If you if you really despise America, if you hate America and her founding principles, you have every right to leave. But when you come in and you want to change that and you want to go towards socialism and communism and leftism and all the evils and horrors that come along with that, that's the side that would be condemned by an honest world. And, and when Churchill saw that, Churchill could still sound the bugle, but the rest of the orchestra was following a different score. In the Foreign Office, Oliver Harvey wrote, British Press Reviews receives news of the PM's, the Prime Minister's visit with marked approval. City is much relieved. Reaction in Germany also one of relief. In America, it looks as if we were regarded as surrenderers. Winston says it is the stupidest thing that has ever been done. Churchill knew what the Prime Minister was planning. He had learned that nearly a year earlier when Churchill had written what he really wanted to tell the Nazis. Give us a satisfactory assurance that you won't use force to deal with the Austrians and Czechoslovakians, and we will give you similar assurance that we won't use force to prevent the changes you want if you can get them by peaceful means. Declining Lord Moyen's invitation to join him on a Caribbean cruise, Winston wrote, Alas, a cloud of uncertainty overhangs all plans at the present time. We seem to be very near the bleak choice between war and shame. My feeling is that we shall choose shame and then have war thrown in a little later on even more adverse terms than at present. You know, the longer we go on with this facade, this charade, pretending that we can coexist between the the people that stand for the principles of Jesus Christ, the founding principles of America, unarguably, and the people that despise those and reject those and want to move toward liberalism, leftism, socialism, communism, Nazism, fascism, whatever you want to call it, the more painful, and there's a great quote coming in just a minute, by Churchill, the more painful it's going to make this fight. You know, it's just like in a marriage, folks, and, and those of y'all that are married know this to be true. Whether you'll admit it or not, I, I can't tell, but you know it in your heart to be true. The longer you put off dealing with a problem, 
the worse it gets. It doesn't get better when you ignore the problem. And you could say that about raising your children, too. You could probably say it about a number of issues. You could certainly say it about if you're a doctor or nurse that listens, which I know I have a few. The longer a patient ignores a problem, almost all the time, the worse that problem gets and the harder it becomes to deal with that problem. When they're not temporary. I'm not talking about a cold or a flu here, folks. I'm talking about something like a cancer. Because this is a cancer that we have in the United States. And I know that sounds harsh, but it's the truth. And Churchill was absolutely right here. You know, we have choices to deal with this now on our own terms. And, and go through that pain. Or as he was saying here, talking about the British he was saying, you know, we can either go ahead and get over, get this over with, or, or we can go ahead and choose shame because we cowardly refused to uphold our treaties. They had treaties with these people, with France, with Czechoslovakia, with, you know, they had, they had given their word. And we can go ahead and renege on that, which is what the prime minister wanted, and we'll get shame. And then later on, on even worse terms, we'll get war. We'll move on a little bit, skip a few pages. Even as the Prime Minister Kilpatrick and Henderson crossed the Rhine, so they were going to Germany to talk to Hitler. Chamberlain still thought he could talk to Hitler and, and negotiate with Hitler. And really, there were quite a few people in Britain that thought that, as we've talked about here on this podcast, because of, of ignorance, indifference, uh, just naivety. Uh, or, or that they agreed a little bit with the Germans. There were, a, there was a large percentage of the British population that really, uh, didn't think they were that bad. And, uh, although that, that, that percentage of the population was shrinking, I think, pretty rapidly by this point in the thirties. But we have a lot of similarities here on, on the conservative, the Christian, the patriotic side of citizens in America, you know, we continue to think that we can deal with the left. We can negotiate them with them. You know, they're, they're reasonable people. We can talk to them. The fact that they've supported the wholesale slaughter of babies, defenseless babies for the last 50 years, that's no big deal. They didn't really mean it. You know, the fact that they want to pretend that, that men can be women despite the fact that they have XY chromosomes. They don't really mean that. They don't really believe it. Isn't that all the worst, folks? If you really think that, if you're listening to this podcast, listening to me talk, and you really think that the people on the left, they don't really mean that, isn't that even more condemning than if they, they actually did believe that? Because then we could say, well, maybe they're just a little bit off. But, but if they know that's not true and they still support it, isn't that all the worse? At any rate. So they were going over here to meet with Hitler, the prime minister and his little crew. As they were crossing the Rhine for talks with Hitler in the Hotel Dresden, if I said that right, Churchill, having left Downing Street, was hailing a cab for 11 Morpeth mansions. That's where he stayed in London. He had called at number 10 to ask precisely what Chamberlain would propose at Godsburg. That's where he was meeting Hitler. And five peers, along with three MPs, Bracken, Sinclair, and Nicholson, were gathering at his flat to hear what he had learned. Nicholson, the last to arrive, was waiting for the lift when Winston paid the cabbie and hurried in. As they ascended together, Nicholson said, This is hell. Churchill muttered, 
it is the end of the British Empire. You have to, uh, you have to wonder, folks, if we're not in the last days of America here. You know, God can have a lot of plans. He doesn't need us. He can go to other countries and other places. That's what he did with us. Uh, that's a pretty sobering thought, and, and Churchill recognized this, and it really was. You know, World War I started the end of the British Empire. Uh, World War II certainly finished it off, but it all went back to their moral decisions. And uh, let me try and get through a couple more here. I, I, I've got too much to cover. But there's a couple I really want to get to. Chamberlain, this is farther on, stressed that the Fuhrer, Hitler, had not been prompted as he had spoken with great earnestness. As Eden, one of the people that accompanied Chamberlain, later said, Chamberlain knew that Hitler had lied. He just could not believe that Hitler would lie to him. Now, it was Chamberlain's conclusion that we should accept those terms of Hitler's and advise the Czechs to do so. The point here, the, the reason I wanted to read this is, you know, there were, Chamberlain just couldn't believe that Hitler would lie to him. He knew that Hitler lied. Are, do we not have that same mentality toward the left in America? Obviously, they lie. They lie time and time and time again. We see it again and again and again. And yet we keep acting as if, well, that's the last time. It won't happen again. And we're shocked when it does. Duff Cooper protested. He was a member of Chamberlain's board, not board, but cabinet, for lack of a better word right now. Hitherto, he said they had faced the unpleasant alternatives of peace with dishonor or war. He now saw a third possibility, namely war with dishonor, by which I mean being kicked into war by the boot of public opinion when those for whom we were fighting have already been defeated. But the other ministers endorsed the prime minister's view. You know, we can go ahead and do the right thing on our own, folks. And this is true of our entire life, marriages with our kids, business, friends, whatever it is. You can choose to do the right thing the first time. And it may be hard, but at least you're doing the right thing. You may have horrible, you know, there may be a huge price to pay for doing the right thing. Often there is, but at least you've done the right thing. Or you can do the wrong thing. And then have to go along and pay that horrible price even worse later on. The longer we go on with things like abortion and LGBTQ and illegal immigration and revisionist history and critical race theory and identity politics and feminism and, and all this stuff, socialism, communism, we're going to have to deal with it at some point, folks. The longer we go along with it, the longer we pretend that there's some reconciliation or coexistence, the harder, the higher that bill, that price is going to be. And, and I really think that that's what, that's what Mr. Cooper here was talking about. You know, you can go ahead and deal with it or you can wait and, uh, and it even gets worse. And so a lot of people, uh, Chamberlain came back and uh, the British people really thought he was successful. There's a great quote. If I get a chance, some other podcast, I'll read it. Uh, about experience that Churchill had after news came back of Chamberlain's quote, success, unquote, with negotiating with Hitler. This is just a little clip. It's the last one I'll read. He too refused. 
he said he would need the approval of his party. So this is one of the men that kind of bailed on chamber on on Churchill. They were going to stand up and tell the prime minister, absolutely not. They wouldn't be a party to this. As Nicholson wrote in his diary, they sat there gloomily realizing that nothing could be done. Even Winston seemed to have lost his fighting spirit. So far as one can see, Hitler gets everything he wants. It was decided to send no telegram. One by one, the group drifted away. Violet wrote, Winston remained, sitting in his chair, immobile, like a man of stone. I saw the tears in his eyes. I could feel the iron entering his soul. His last attempt to salvage what was left of honor and good faith had failed. She spoke bitterly of those who had refused to put their names to their principles. Then Churchill spoke. He said, What are they made of? The day is not far off when it won't be signatures we'll have to give but lives, the lives of millions. Can we survive? Do we deserve to do so when there's no courage anywhere? That's exactly what we're doing today, folks. We are gambling away the lives of millions down the road in America based on indifference and cowardice. And we've been doing it for decades, adding to the butcher's bill to come. You know, people passed Roe v. Wade passed the Supreme Court back in the 70s. And, and nobody, not one single state, stood up and said, no, we're not going to do this. And now 60 million of our fellow citizens have been slaughtered. Whether you, you know, that sounds melodramatic to you or not, that's just the facts. The longer we allow the left their political correctness and we say, well, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to, we don't want to be quote unquote unpressive or whatever it is that, that makes us comfortable to go to sleep at night and say that we've done our jobs. Every single day that we allow this to go on, the price for fixing it increases. You can see this throughout history, folks, from Stalinist Russia, uh, Maoist China, across the board, any communist, socialist, fascist, Nazi nation. The longer you allow something to go on, the greater the price is. And at some point, what I really hope you've gotten out of these last five days, and uh, and I'll leave you alone, is, you know, we can blame the national political leaders all we want. And, and cultural leaders, too, in places like Disney or Coca-Cola or, or Target or anywhere else, uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Biden, AOC, Pelosi, Schumer, pick one, whoever you want to blame. But at the end of the day, folks, it's the people, you know, the, the German citizens, and they weren't all horrible people by any means, folks, but they allowed Hitler to come to power. They encouraged him. They supported him. They continued to follow him, even when it it was apparent that he was following evil. The British citizens continued to ignore the problem, continued to go to their entertainment, their athletic events, their movies, their books, their plays, their, you know, and, and with the Germans, you could go back to all the sexual immorality that went along there. We're not so different today. The conservative Christian patriotic side in America, you know, we just want to be normal. 
We want to go watch our kids play sports for hours on end. We want to watch our TV shows and be on our phone and and do what we want to do. And, and we don't want to be bothered by all these little, these people that are suffering in our own country. The babies that are being ripped apart, the, the poor people in the inner cities that are the gangs and the and the malnourishment and the child abuse and the sex trafficking rings that come with illegal immigration and the human trafficking. We don't want to be bothered by all that. And then on the left, just like the Germans, we're going to, they're going to, you know, those Americans, they're going to go along with the left. They're going to support them. They're going to give them their money. They're going to give them their strength and their time and their energy. That's just the way it is. Whether we like that or not, whether this makes you uncomfortable or not, when you start to think about your friends and family, relatives, neighbors, it's the truth. We really better wake up and acknowledge that and start to figure out something to do about it, folks. Uh, and so I'll, I'll leave you with that, but I, I hope that you can go back and listen to some of these again and and really see these quotes by Churchill and others around him and, and see the blatant parallels between citizens in Britain and Germany in the 1930s and the American left and right so-called today. And I will say, because this has been kind of a morose topic, you know, you got to remember that all things are possible with God if we'll just turn back to him. I'm not going to tell you how it's going to turn out, but it'll be a heck of a lot better with him than without. God bless y'all folks. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time and joining me. We'll talk to you again real soon. Looking forward to it.